Uh, no, I want you to do a Mexican. You want me to do Mexican? This is unbelievable. <laughs> sort of like uh, more of an Italian, really. An Italian Mexican. Could he's, be. He's, he's They're very the similar. Border. I don't think the Italians <laughs> see themselves as Mexicans. Uh, I I don't think. You do an Irish one. Uh, to be sure. That's a pirate. <laughs> to be sure. To, to be sure. To be sure. My name's Paddy McGee, and I love McGuinness. Oh, that's good. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Freedom Ocean. Me, I'm Timbo Reed. You, you, James Shramko. How are you, Jimmy? Doing really well, thanks, Tim. How about you? Good. This is a show for those who've not tuned in before about the internet, about internet marketing, really. It's not yeah. a show about internet. That would be another podcast <laughs> that I listen to called Reply All. That's a show about the internet. That's their positioning line. But this show is about just internet marketing and all those questions many of us have, of which Jimmy James Shremko had a lot of audience over the years and we've, we sort of stretch this thing out, don't we? We, yeah. we broadcast infrequently, but we make sure it's good value. Quality, mate, not quantity. We're actually part three now of a three-part series. Yes. We, the, the, the dawn is starting to is, is come, the daylight's happened, and now we're going for the evening session on this one. Feeling a little bit romantic, are you, Jimmy? Maybe. It must be watching the sunrise every day. It's, it's programmed in. Does it too? Yeah. Does it too? Well, that is good. Um, you're telling me uh, these three-part series-type approaches or, or series-type models for podcasting at a significant listener base because of, what did you call it? A um, FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Hmm. So if you really want to get more traction on stuff, just start, just say part one of however many, like part one of six, part one of four, it implies that there will be future parts so you can pick up a subscription. And if someone joins after you've recorded them, it is tempting to want to listen to all of them, especially if you call back and you refer to future episodes. So for example, we're going to introduce what part one and part two were now. So if someone joined us here, they might want to go and listen to them to get the maximum value. And that's because when you stack ideas on top of each other, they can become very powerful. One and one equals 11 type mentality. Yeah. Are you going to go the corporate bingo buzzword? <laughs> synergy, Tim. It's got synergy. James, <laughs> I think I'll take that offline because you've hit me with that uh, without warning, without notice. And... Uh, it's something I am going to have to take offline. And what you need to do is the leverage, oh, Tim. I love that gay accent of yours. I didn't know you had that. That's kind of like quite theatrical. Well, you know. Theater. Well, theater is good for the, the listener. Yeah. So in in part one of- No, no, no. no, oh, no come on. No, mate. We're not walking away from that that quickly. I'll get to part one and part two and part three in my time. Uh, <laughs> what other accents have you got? What other little kind of- um. You know, um, I'm happy to do it as long as we do one for one. One for one. Well, all right. Well, let's try it. So you, you give me a, an accent, Timbo. Uh, Mexican. Okay. Okay. What? <laughs> oh, no, I said, okay, okay, gotcha. Uh, no, I want you to do a Mexican. You want me to do Mexican? This is unbelievable. <laughs> sort of like uh, more of an Italian, really. 
an Italian Mexican. Could he's, be. He's, he's They're crossed very the border. I don't think the Italians <laughs> see themselves as Mexicans. Uh, I I don't think. You do an Irish one. Uh, to be sure. That's a pirate. <laughs> to be sure. To, to be sure. To be sure. My name's Paddy McGee and I love McGuinness. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. I, I bet you've got so much admiration for actors. I have anyway. Mm. They put themselves oh, out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who do you reckon puts themselves out there more, an actor or a singer? Uh, I think guys like Ricky Gervais put themselves out there. They, they do some activism as well. Mm. They can use their fame for something good. I have this dream of one day someone tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, listen, Timber, in the next room there's 100,000 people screaming your name and you, they just want to hear you sing one song. Mm. I think that would be really cool. I don't think it will ever happen. Uh, there's not that many rooms that big, but um <laughs> be kind of good. Yeah, when you go to the Philippines, I dare you to tackle a Tagalog videoki. Oh. Just give it a shot. Well, I get videoki. What's Tagalog? Well, it's in their language. So you have a song you've never heard in a language oh. you've never said spoken. Oh, that wouldn't I've done it. I, I'd like videoki. What, what's... It'll get a laugh. How does karaoke differ to videoki? Well, it's the same thing. That's what they call it there. Oh. I asked a mate of mine what his favorite Filipino dish was the other day. He said barbecue ribs. It wasn't very. I didn't know. They have a very strong American influence in the fast food sector and in their accents. Yes. Well, it's because of the Americans. Enough about us, Jimmy. There are listeners waiting with pen and paper in hand ready to take notes and improve their life and their business life. In the last two episodes, episodes 78 and 79 of Freedom Ocean, we started sharing three steps. We shared the first two steps to doubling your profit and halving your working hours. It's kind of nice, really. It is nice and we should have seen some progress if we've implemented those things. If you have done anything, we would love to hear you. We'd love to hear your... Case study. I've heard a few people whispering uh, effective hourly rate in the corridors around my oh, community. Nice. I think that's been picking up. Yep. Um, number one, we started with you and we talked about a way to measure your effectiveness and we talked about the need to see where your time's going, turn off all your alerts, get a help desk, filter things, block time, focus, manage your fear and harness your willpower and sleep and get rid of old stuff eat well, move around, have a routine and some frameworks. It was a pretty comprehensive episode. Yeah, sort of more than one step there, but we've kind of summarized it into one step because it's Well, we call it the you step. You, yeah. The second one was the team step. That's about delete. Delete, do, delegate. Yeah, that's it. Delete, delegate or do. We talked about being the conductor of the orchestra instead of trying to play all the instruments. And standard operating procedures, small batch sizes, and using the right software to manage a team. And that leads us to part three. Today's insert part. Drum that wasn't an insertion. That was just me. Oh, it wasn't. I thought that was. I thought that was like Charlie Watts. Yeah, I know. Man, hard to tell the difference. Yeah. See, not just accents, Timbo. So, <laughs> let's talk about business. Business models? Well, there's a few aspects of business this, in this step, but if we get some of these steps, we're going to 
get some real aha moments. And the first one I want to address is the profit formula, which I suspect not many business owners actually know. It's worth having a look at as a little refresher. Are you ready for this one? Pen and paper handy. Prospects times conversions equals customers. You with me so far? Customers times dollar amount of your sale times frequency, how many sales, times percentage margin equals profit. Freaking me out. You want to break that down? I know. Did you know that formula, Timbo? Yeah. Break it down. Let's say uh, we could use your website for an example, right? Let's say someone comes along to Timbo's Small Business Big Marketing. They listen to a podcast. They're a prospect. And Timbo says, hey, I've got a small business marketing community. You should join. And they say, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll buy that. So now they've converted into a customer, okay? So now we just got to work out the profit. That's the dollar amount. So that might be the amount of your membership. Mm-hmm. How much is your membership, Tim? $69. Times frequency, which means how many months they'll stay on board. So that could be whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be six months, a year. Who knows? Well, 10 months just for the Ten sake months, of the so. argument. So it's $69, yep. yeah. Times percentage profit margin. So that means you've got to take out any costs, which aren't many. You've probably got hosting and maybe some, maybe a staff member to do some stuff, but it's probably a very high margin business unit, right? What's your margin on that one? 90% mm-hmm. equals your profit. Nice. So that's basically it. Okay. So that being said, firstly, if you never knew that formula, please learn this one back to front and sideways. This is what it all comes down to. Any one of those points that you want to modify can get you a massive change in profit. And most people focus on the wrong things, okay? I'll tell you a huge tip here. Focus on the small numbers first, okay? Is it because they're easier to increase in multiples? Exactly. You've got it, Timbo. You're a smart cookie. See, um, of the formula... The, the, usually the smaller numbers are conversions, okay? Like you might convert, let's say convert 1% of the people coming to your website. If you could change that to just 2%, that would double your profit. You feel me? I do. That's an awkward phrase, but yeah, I hear you. Okay, so how do you get better conversions? Let's talk about a couple of, couple of things to do that. I mean, everyone focuses on getting more prospects, but really they should be focusing on getting more conversions and something else, which I'll get to in a minute. One thing for sure is podcasting, letting people have access to great free content and letting people get an understanding of who you are, what you're all about, how you go about solving problems, what your capabilities are, that's going to increase their confidence to trust you. So I and Timbo both do podcasting. It's a great way to increase conversions because someone who comes to you feels like they know you, they they trust you and understand you. So they're going to convert at a higher percentage rate than someone cold to your website. Do you agree with that, Timbo? Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Yeah. So you're reaching more people as well. That's a side benefit. <laughs> uh, but you're in a trusted marketplace. You're on someone's iPhone. It's properly published. You know, it's it's legit. The other thing you can do is make sure that your website is in order. The website for most of us uh, online businesses is the point of conversion. So your on-page elements have to be spot on. That means removing all the distractions from that take away from a conversion. Make it easy for people to find your offer. Make the offer compelling. 
it should be mobile responsive so that it can work on any device and it should load fast and therefore it'll also rank well. It's a really big one, Jimmy, that whole website thing, because I and I've probably been guilty of, and I'm sure many listeners have, where you go, you know what, I know my website isn't as good as it could be. And then you go and do all this study and you listen to podcasts and you sign up to courses and forums and everyone says do this and do that and, you know, a green button's better than a red button and you've got to have this in the right like You know, it's like it's never ending. And I think one of the things that I've learned, and I reckon you've learned too along the way, is that just use some common sense. Yeah, just keep it really simple. I mean, Put, that's, you know, get, that's why. Keep it simple. Yeah. Get rid of the clutter. What do you want people to do when they visit your website? Make it clear, call to, have a clear call to action, that type of stuff. Just do what everyone else does. They, they pretty much go to my website and they figure if I'm <laughs> making a few million bucks off it, I might as well start with something like that. Copy, like, Jimmy. There were, there were so many copies of my really? site, we decided that we should just sell it. So we, we literally sell our OTR theme and at the moment it's 199 US bucks. There you go. And so you're one day away from having a website that'll probably convert if you don't have a crap offer. <laughs> and therein, therein lies the uh, challenge. If you look at freedomotion.com, you know, we have a very clear, simple navigation. It's directing people to your site and my site, Timbo. It's easy to find the episodes. It's easy to leave a voice message. It's easy to put your email address. It's a nice, simple site. So don't get too caught up in the whole thing you're about one day away from a reasonably converting wordpress mobile responsive website if you just want to go down the path that's already been proven and tested and by by the way like i've got a full-time web developer who just works on that so we've spent thousands tens of thousands probably developing the layout and the heat maps and the analytics and we, we track everything from sidebar clicks through to where the best opt-ins are all this stuff next step is to keep publishing content because if you keep publishing content then you have that exposure and again your your prospects will convert more easily because they're just getting more and more used to you they trust you they know you so it's okay to have one time campaigns you can have marketing campaigns but when if you have cold traffic it's harder to convert than warm traffic and if you have hot traffic like people who just come back over and over and over again they'll end up buying if you sell something that solves their problem? I, I think, again, uh, not enough people give weight to that one. They publish content on their website when they create their website. You know, they yeah, write all the different pages. And then just let it gather cobwebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it, let it push, the, push the go live button. And, and think people think it's a big deal and it's, it's really not. I, I publish and I'm sure you do, Timbo, pretty, pretty much publish daily or every – Every day or so. I, I got to say, my, my my trick to that, well, a enjoy enjoy it, enjoy the process, and b uh, make a game of it. Even when at times it, it it can get a bit tough because you're under the pump, make a game of it. You know, recently I was really wanting to get a, a really interesting guest on the small business big marketing show, and I just thought, you know, what I could settle for a lesser guest. But I set myself the challenge of getting a really good guest, and and it's fun, you know. Make a game of creating content. Timbo, you only just have to ask. I'd be happy to come back. 
I'm always tempted to revisit old guests, but I'm kind of like I kind of only done. Oh, I do it. I do it all the time. In fact, I thrust my old guests back over and over again in multi-part series. It's just a winner. Yeah, I, I it, yeah. It's kind of like you know, it's like a comedian or a band. They get success from getting a routine or a song set. Like, imagine if you go to ACDC concert, you get up there and they, they're, they're all new songs you'd never heard. You'd be like, what's this? I want the classics. I want Back in Black. So <laughs> I went to a Counting Crows concert six months ago and you won song and I'm a Counting Crows fan. I was very disappointed. See? So what I do is I figure out what my people respond to and what they like and – I get the guests back. I think I've had Luke Moulton back more times than he appeared on Small Business uh-huh. Big Marketing. Lukey. <laughs> Lukey. He's cheap and he's easy and cheap, though, Lukey. Yeah, easy to get. This is the microphone, I think. This is the, yeah. I had a mini series with Clay Collins, and I've had guys like Dan Dobos back over and over again. Because if it's working, it, just do it again. It turns out to be really easy. Well, I've, my view on that, though, is, and I agree, that's a good way of doing it, but I've done 258 episodes of today, and I figure there's a few more business owners in the world that I'm yet to get to before I have to need to go back over old ground. That's my thinking. Wouldn't it be interesting, though, to see their growth? I was so lucky to catch Clay Collins at the start of his amazing ride, and now they're up to, I think they're around $10 million bucks a year or $8.5 million a year. So I caught that as a time capsule as he was going through hyper growth and it's a really cool thing to be able to listen to and see the change in just one guy yeah nice righto jimmy so uh the creation of content is clearly something that people should continue to focus on yeah keep doing whatever's driving that relationship that's going to help conversion so again of the of the formula if you remember the formulas prospects times conversions we've talked about conversions equals customers then we have customers times dollar amount times frequency times percentage margin. Now, what's the smallest number there? It's usually frequency. A lot of people mucking around with prices. It's a common question. How much to charge for this? What should I charge for that? What they really want to be thinking about is what my kid thought about it at school the other day when they had a business class and they said, let's make a product and they broke off into groups and the kids in my son's group were saying, oh, let's make it expensive because then we can make more money. And my kids said, well, what we really want to do is we want to increase the frequency. We want to put it on a recurring subscription so that they buy it over and over again and then the price isn't really that important. See, if you could have a member staying for 10 months, it's like they've bought 10 times your membership. And even if you put your price up, Ten percent, or fifty percent, or a hundred percent—you quadruple your price. It's still not going to cater for that ten-time multiple you get from frequency. So what we want to do is focus on frequency. Gee, mate, you must have been like a proud father. I was very proud. In fact, I've got a whole series uh, called the Legacy Lessons coming. Where when we go to motocross, we just chat in the car, and he jots down ideas that we talk about, and. I'm going to basically pass on what I'm teaching my kids to my customers because I think that it'd be really cool to put it into the the world because they're not really teaching it at school. And I think we need to supplement our kids' education at home. So uh, for me, the big frequency winner has to be recurring subscriptions. And I'm just a huge fan of recurring subscriptions, especially memberships. You and I both have them. I've got a couple. You've got one. Maybe we can just talk about some of the elements that go into making that successful because 
you want to have one of these. You're getting smooth cash flow every month, month in, month out. You've got this billing coming in in advance. You know that it's coming in. Your main job then switches from going and getting new customers all the time to just keeping them. So how you fix frequency is you increase your retention. So that's where you focus most of your time on retention rather than acquisition. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Retention being like give continue to improve the customer experience and the value that you give to those people that you're who are already in your membership program. Yeah, so there's a, a few elements that are important to make it work. You're going to need a billing system, so some way to collect the money, and you should make that automated. You'll need a platform, so whether you're using Facebook, and I recommend you don't, or your own private community platform where you interact with people and create a network effect, and then a CRM system. That stands for Customer Relationship Management. You want to be able to stay in touch with these people and send them news, let them know when there's something happening, like a local meetup or a live event, when some members had a great success or someone's put a really good resource that you could share, then that's how you want to communicate with them. And these things all help with retention. And there's three main elements that you need to make a membership. It's content. You need to have content. So you put information there. So you don't need a lot of content. That's one of the myths. You really just need a little bit of starter content. It could even be a couple of posts or an idea. In your case, if you're a marketing expert, you might have a brand builder training or something like that. That might be the content. How to dissect your uh, what you mean to your customers, like what is a brand, what are the key essential elements, uh, print out this worksheet, how do you develop your own brand, and then people could ask questions along the way, which leads to the second thing, which is coaching. This is where people will really value something where they don't just get a PDF to download or a DVD to watch, which they probably never will. It's where you coach them and say, how are you going with that brand builder? What questions do you have? Notice I didn't say, do you have any questions? I asked, what questions do you have? And and is this uh, like not one-on-one coaching? You're talking about some kind of monthly webinar or something? You know, you can have a recurring subscription for mentoring one-on-one. You could have a group I'd suggest one to many. It's more leveraged for you Mm. and it's great value for the customer if they can also access many other people's questions and answers and share ideas or, Mm -hmm. you know, sound out things in a qualified environment, which leads us to the third thing, that's community. That is the network aspect and this is where you get the real retention. The reason people stay is because of the community. If you think about when you went on school camp or something – Chances are, or you know, summer vacation when you went with, with your friends or a surf camp or whatever it happens to be, you, you get there, you go through all the group dynamics, you know, the, the forming, the storming, the norming, the performing, and then you have to break up and then, you know, it ends and everyone cries and hugs and then you go home and you miss them. But in this case with the community, they don't have to go home. They could stay a member forever and really want to have this idea of a forever customer. And if you have this forever customer, you've now turned into a farmer. It's like owning an orchard that constantly bears fruit. When you want something to eat, you go out and pick some fruit and it keeps growing back instead of being the hunter, running around with a spear, hoping you can catch something tonight. Love that. Which part do you enjoy doing the most, Jimmy? Well, of the of the three main 
parts of, of a business model, right? Getting customers, converting them, and then delivering what you what you sold. I really do. I like the the getting part in terms of the podcasting. That's enjoyable. I like having a chat to my mate Timbo and recording it. That's fun. And I do like the delivering. I like answering people's questions in my forum, which I've been doing for about seven years now. I like seeing people grow. I like seeing their success. And I like dealing with the same people over and over again and watching them become um, a better version of themselves and it actually requires less effort than constantly having new new relationships and new contacts and new conversations and it's way more profitable I think there's it's underestimated in, in any type of business or industry the the idea of creating community and building a tribe you know anyone could do it because and it's powerful it's a kind of it's it's a basic human need the need to belong isn't it and um, whether you're a florist or a vet or, a, you know, an online marketer, you can still create community through forum, through meetups, through, you know, monthly webinars where you get together, whatever it is. Look at uh, Facebook. I mean, it works because people want to be connected mm. to other humans. Mm. If you get the recurring aspect right and if you set things up in a, the correct way, you can actually also have a high sale value. You can actually build an asset worth selling, like selling an orchard. You could sell that orchard mm-hmm. because it's got crops and yields. And it's hard to sell the spear and say, you know, works well. <laughs> it still requires a lot of skill and, and direct input yeah. versus the orchard. You can say, well, yeah. you've virtually got to do nothing. The fruit's literally going to drop off the vine when it's ripe. Like just walk around with a bucket, you'll be fine. Probably a key part of that though, and, and it's great to be able to create an asset to sell. I mean, it, it can't rely to therefore too heavily on you. No, you have to provide a, a commercial salary for the part that you do. That means if you want to sell it, you just work yourself out of the business and you pay other people to do the things that you're doing, which is totally doable, been done by many before, and it can be set up. Uh, you know, If you remove some of the elements, you can still make it work. I think a good example of a saleable asset is something like Netflix. They've created this recurring subscription membership where you get access to content. Yeah, but that never relied on an individual. Like yours and my forum right now relies on individuals. You and me? Well, I've tested it before with Silver Circle where I pulled myself out of it and I brought in experts and sold tickets to the experts' content and I just uh, basically brought the customers through the marketing funnel and then facilitated the running of the webinars, which I could easily pay someone else to do. But I wasn't the star of that show. It worked yeah, right. really well and I imagine I could do that again. If I had a one- to two-year window, I could remove myself from the business it certainly isn't like that right now, but it's also a great cash cow at the moment. And I like it. You like it. Yeah, exactly. I like it, but it's a choice. I just want to make sure that people know it's possible. Now, listeners, that is the third step to doubling your profit and halving your work hours. So really, it's a time to work out your priorities. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, priority. Priority is a singular word. I learned that from Greg McKeon from Essentialism. Wow. Yeah, it used to just mean one thing and we've sort of stretched it into – mean multiple things which loses power work out your priority work work out your priority if you've listened it doesn't doesn't feel right but yeah. clearly greg's a grammar nazi so i'm not going to cross him <laughs> well he's a historian i think he's looked up the original meaning but if you were to listen to part one part two and part three you should have a clear priority you'll certainly have a lot of notes but of all the notes circle one thing do that 
And it'd be great to get a comment report back on what happened so that we can find out um, that we're not wasting our time <laughs> on these shows. <laughs> Jimmy, do you reckon you yeah, that's right. Could you do you reckon you get one of your ninjas to create a nice little PDF type setup uh, that people could download from the show notes to this of that formula, that business formula? Yeah, I think we'll make it the picture for the show. The profit formula. Yeah, I think it'd be very yeah. shareable. Print it out. It'd be just a kind of nice thing to have in the front, you know, on your on your desk somewhere and ask yourself each week, you know, which part am I going to be working on this week or this month? And it's important to, to credit some of the people where these things come from. I remember learning the simple version of it from Jay Abraham and I saw the more advanced version of it from Brad Sugars, who I think may have been a student of Jay Abraham's. And that's basically... Uh, you know, it's important to, to acknowledge the people who have come before us. It's totally. certainly not a new formula from us, but it's certainly one worth knowing. And I don't think many people do know it. Um, when you do know this formula, you can't really lose. Jimmy, uh, that's episode 80 of Freedom Ocean. I would love listeners to tell us what topics they would like covered. What are their most pressing internet marketing questions? What are their most uh, biggest conundrums? What's giving them the absolute shits right now that's stopping them from moving forward? Send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Just go to freedomocean.com and just tell us what you'd love us to cover because then we're creating stuff that you want. Yeah. And we love this that. Is, uh, this is for you and you can control the direction we take. Make a choice. Now, Jimmy, I'm off to the Philippines. You are off to Maldives. The Maldives, yeah. Maldives or Maldives? Well, I'd say Dives. We, we say Maldives, but um, I've been watching a video called Serendipity and they say uh, Maldives. Okay. So I'll probably go with that. This guy, Tony Hussein or Tony Hind, discovered it by accident as a surf spot. He ran aground, shipwrecked, and kept it a secret for a number of years. And even when he would go, and visit his mates, he'd pretend not to be a good surfer and they'd feel sympathy for him missing out on all the good waves. But he actually had the best waves. <laughs> Sneaky bastard. Love it. Love it. And he then subsequently named it the Freedom Ocean, I'm guessing. No, he actually named it. Uh, he named all of the breaks there and he set up a resort on Pasta Point and he basically married a, a, a Maldivian and had a family and stayed there and passed away there on the sur a surf break doing what he loved. Wow. Living the dream. Serendipity is a good movie. Nice. That's our bonus. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, safe travels. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to the Freedom Ocean. Uh, have a great week. Go and implement. If you do, let us know. Until next time, we need a tagline. Thanks, Jimmy. See ya. Bye. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. <laughs>